come to this happy place. Welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For So today on Miles from Main Street, we are talking about Disney changes. If you haven't been in a while, Disney's a little different. Changes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I mean, Disney is different from just, you know, probably about a year ago, uh, ever since, or like a year or two ago, ever since the reopening and... um, changing of like covid protocols and stuff like that so there's a good amount to talk about but there's some some big stuff that we're going to front load into this episode uh and that first thing is genie plus uh now we've heard a lot about genie plus and people have been talking about genie plus a lot um but we're just going to kind of give an overview of what changed kind of like fast pass versus genie plus and stuff like that um we might give our two cents in the matter um but yeah uh this is probably one of the biggest uh, probably the biggest change uh that has recently happened with disney which is uh they got rid of fast pass and uh they've implemented a new system called uh genie plus uh and lightning lanes um lightning and i, I don't think enough people are talking about this but uh i'm pretty sure that's like lightning mcqueen <laughs> Like it's yeah. supposed to be like, like, cause it's fast. <laughs> um, I, I just feel like not enough people are talking about that. And, and I mean, it's not exactly genius, but I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like all the names that they've given this like fast pass and fast pass lane was enough for me. So like genie plus and lightning lane, like kind of make it a little confusing to people, but, um, I, it, you're right. This is fast pass. It's still the same old fast pass. The difference is, is that you can't do anything with it until that day, which gives you more flexibility in some cases, but also you, you know, if you really want to get the best out of it, you got to know how to game the system. And that's the hard part. So if you want to ask if it's worth spending the $15, Disney just added to their fine print earlier this week, um, or maybe it was last week, that um, you can expect to get two to three rides. So here's the fine print saying, yes, this is fast pass. We're just paying for it now. Um, you know, it's not their first foray into this. And even though it is, I mean, Disney World is a different animal from Disneyland. And the reason that I bring that up is that this is essentially Max Pass, which is what they had at Disneyland. Um, when, when fast pass was running at Disney world. Um, so it, you know, everyone raved about it at Disneyland. And I think because of the animal that is Disney world and how it is so much different from Disneyland, you know, being a tourist park versus a locals park, um, the genie plus is more difficult to use and i'm starting to see now i've joined a couple of groups on facebook that is kind of like tips and tricks on how to use genie plus and i'm seeing now that you kind of need to know your plan as you walk into the park and if you know how to use that two hour rule 
You can stack a couple on top of each other. And then you are able to book a few. You, you Like you can get a couple at the beginning of the day and then a few at the end of the day. And you can kind of work it so that maybe you're getting four or five that way. Um, and then you're doing standby in the middle of that. And I think if you have a plan in place of how you're going to do it, it can minimize how much you're on your phone. And it can also maximize how many lightning lanes you're getting. Um, so it's something that you just need to do a little research on before you go. These This group I've gotten into... Um, has been really good. It's a uh, Disney. They have, there's a Disney World Genie Plus tips and tricks, and I think there's a Disneyland version of the same group. So um, it's definitely worth checking out. I've seen people give reports on there of what what they're doing, and it it works. It, it you know they're getting a few in the morning, a few in the in the evening, and they're very happy with how it's working. So um, it's something that I think as people continue to use it they're going to like it more and there's just a learning curve happening right now that's frustrating people yeah and i um i have to say with with genie plus for me when i recently went i have to say i was i'm doing air quotes here i went during the down season really there isn't a down season anymore but it was definitely less busy than what i'm seeing right now but when i went i I mean, I'd like to say that I understood Genie Plus fairly decently. Um, and so I was able to just kind of go in and utilize it the way that I wanted to. Um, there's definitely, it's a lot harder at Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom because um, those are more popular parks. Um, I have to say my experience at Epcot with Genie Plus was amazing. Like I, we had the most success at Epcot using Genie Plus. And it was one of the parks that we thought we weren't going to use Genie Plus. But we bought Genie Plus and we ended up being able to just book rides like five minutes before we got on them. Now, that's definitely not the case all the time. But that's the thing is that like, I mean, we we had a lot of success there. And the way we utilized Genie Plus at Epcot is completely different than the way we utilized Genie Plus at Magic Kingdom. So that's the thing, is that you kind of have to be able to roll with the punches and adapt to what needs to be done with Genie Plus. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like we, we the way we utilized it um, worked really well for us, uh, and we, we were really happy with that. Um, and, I, and yeah, I, I just feel like people people really aren't really giving it a chance um it's different and it takes some getting used to and because of that pe- people just automatically just kind of think that it's bad um or that they're not they're not able to do what they've done before which like i mean that makes sense you're you're not going to you're not going to be able to get for sure those three path fast passes uh that you've been able to do in the past um but i mean it at it was meant to be a little bit more spur of the moment, which I feel like I had heard complaints from people that said that like, they can't just go to Disney on a whim and be spur of the moment. However, once you're there, it, it does involve some planning. Um, so like either way, you're going to have to have a game plan, uh, when you're going to Disney. But when it comes to the change aspect of this, um, 
we went from fast pass to lightning lane. Um, we mentioned it a couple times, but um, the the um, latest iteration of fast pass was that you could um, uh, you could book three of them. I think it was about thirty or sixty days uh, beforehand. Uh, sixty if you were staying at uh, a Disney hotel, and thirty if you were staying off property. Um, so you that was that was the good thing about that system was for sure you you were able to book three 60 days out or 30 days out so you had those three fast passes going into the park and it's funny because i i loved that uh because i'm whenever i go to disney i'm a huge planner so at at one point when i utilized um fast pass in this way i had everything like planned down to the hour um when it came to rides just because we knew when our dining was we knew when our fast passes were and i was able to just like engineer a uh an hour by hour list of what we did and honestly i mean we did a little bit of uh swapping but like for the most part we did like it happened like it went off without a hitch uh some days when i did that um and like that's what you were supposed to do with that. Um, going way back, um, I can't remember with with Fast Pass when they when they uh, changed it to digital, uh, all the different ways because they actually did uh, a bunch of changes when Fast Pass first went to digital, where it was like you can only get two um, at some time at some points, and then sometimes you could get four, and then they finally landed on just three. But going way, way back, uh, we had the paper, paper, uh, <laughs> we had the paper <laughs> fast passes, uh, which I mean, I liked a lot. And there were a lot of um, fun hacks that you could do. Um, at first, they weren't printing um, like that, like hour window. So like you could honestly just like go and get a crap ton of fast passes and then do whatever you wanted to do for like maybe like four or five hours. And then at the end of the day, just like cash them all in like all in a row. Um, but yeah, it's the, the way that worked was, um, you would insert your ticket and it would spit out a time. Uh, and you didn't even know, you didn't even know when, like what time was going to be on the, on the fast pass. Um, it could have been for like, like hours in the future. Um, but you, you never knew you, you were just kind of rolling the dice when those fast passes would pop up. But then, uh, I believe it was an hour later, you could then go and get another fast pass. Or if that fast pass uh, was happening within that window, um, once that time came up, you could get another fast pass. Um, people, people used to love that. Um, thinking back to it now, <laughs> I kind of think it's crazy. Um, but I, I used to love it. I used to love running and, and going to try to get fast passes um, early in the day. Uh, and seeing like what times you had and then kind of formulating a plan. So I do feel like Genie Plus is kind of like the the love child of um, the old Fast Pass and the new Fast Pass. Uh, and I, th- I think it's nice. I think it's good. Um, it makes a lot of sense for people who aren't planning 60 days in advance. Uh, but then again, you do have to understand that there is a large planning component involved once you get to the park 
So you're, you're not going to be able to avoid the planning. The planning is going to have to happen uh, sooner or later. Uh, might as well make it sooner. But yeah, um, those are probably the, the biggest differences between Lightning Lane and Genie Plus. And it's just, I mean, ev- everything is, is very much phone-based now, um, including um, uh, ordering food and stuff like that. Yeah, ordering food is really awesome now. I love using mobile order. And if you don't know how to mobile order, then you got to learn it because it is awesome. Um it, I felt like I was like a privileged little child while I was there <laughs> at times because I learned how to use that system like right away. And you would walk up to restaurants to pick up your food and there'd be 10, 15 people standing around with their phone in their hand waiting for that screen to turn blue. Hey, your thing is ready. Or more likely standing there trying to figure out how to order their food. (laughs) And I would just kind of walk up and look at them all, walk right by them, grab my food and be on my way. And the hack is, if you haven't figured this out yet, um, and for those of you that haven't been in a while and are planning on going, I'm sure you haven't done this yet. um, But the hack is that when you're in line, waiting in line, that's when you order your food. Um, you know, if you're in the line at, say, well, let's say you got an hour-long line, get on the phone, get that order in, and then when you're roughly 20 minutes from actually getting on the ride, well, okay, when you're about 20 minutes from getting off of the ride is the best time to do it. Because if you're 20 minutes from... um getting on the ride and it's like small world which is a 20 minute ride that's too (laughs) too long but anyway um you just you put in um your order at that point and then when you walk off the ride hit i'm here and let's say you've ordered from somewhere you know not right next to you but a little ways away you hit i'm here and then you walk over to it and most of the time By the time you walk into that restaurant, they're letting you know the food's ready. And you can just walk up, grab your food, sit down and eat. You've saved all that time while still using time for something else, right? So um, my sister was down there a few weeks ago and uh, she was standing in line for Slinky Dog and they ordered from, um, from the Backlot Express. And so, you know, they were in two opposite ends of the park, but they put their order in by the time they got over to the back lot it was all ready to go they just walked up grabbed it sat down and ate which was perfect for their kids who were extremely hangry at that point (laughs) so i love mobile ordering i think it's a great system i know some people are frustrated by it but once you've learned it and you understand that you can game the system a little bit by saying i'm here when you're actually not (laughs) then um, you know, it's going to save you a ton of time. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's funny. You said that this, that is the hack. Honestly, I just thought that that was the way you're supposed well, to right? do it. I mean, yeah. like that's how it <laughs> should be used. Um, unfortunately a lot of people, and it, maybe this is in 2021 when I was there and it was still kind of new and people were trying, trying to figure it out yet that you would walk up to the restaurant thinking I'm just going to go in and order food at a quick service like I always would. And the cast member would stop you and say, can I see your phone? 
And you'd be like, what do you mean? Well, you need to order your food ahead of time, right? So um, that's definitely something that people have been learning this whole time. So it's something that you just, you know, once you figure it out, man, it's so nice. And then just to ramble a little bit more, they <laughs> they were do offering mobile ordering from, um, oh, what was Steakhouse 71 called? The Wave. They had mobile ordering from The Wave and a bunch of the other sit-down restaurants. Um, like Easter weekend, we were there last year. And you could mobile. So we mobile ordered a dinner from The Wave one night. We didn't have a reservation, nothing like that. We just mobile ordered, walk in, hand it to us. We went to the concourse and sat there and looked out at Bay Lake and had our dinner, and it was wonderful. So um, if they keep doing that, too, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, a lot of this stuff was born because of, well, I mean, I feel like mobile ordering had been a thing before COVID, uh, but it wasn't as widespread and as um, almost like almost required uh, to use uh, till really COVID came along. And I feel like once they kind of started to force people to do it, it it really kind of like caught on. Uh, and it's it's still kind of like, it's still catching on. Like it's still taking people a while to like really figure it out. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I remember the, when I went during COVID and it was like the only way that you could order food was mobile order. The first time I ever did it, it, w- it worked perfectly. Um, we ordered on the app. I walked up to the window and my food was ready. Like it was insane. Um, and I, don't, I think there, I can, there's only a handful of times now that I haven't done mobile order. And one thing to note is that some places don't have mobile order. Um, like Gaston's Tavern doesn't have mobile order. Uh, and Kristen really wanted uh, a cinnamon roll uh, from there. So um, just understand that, that sometimes you're not going to be able to mobile order. But when you can, you should. And it it's it just helps. It helps the flow of your vacation immensely um, to be able to just mobile order, walk up to the counter, get your food. When you, when you think about it, you you may be waiting a little bit, even though you used mobile order. You'd pr- probably be waiting as much as you'd be waiting for like normal fast food. If you tried just waiting in a line and just ordering normally, it, it's gonna take forever because it's Disney. Um, but I mean, this this de- this just definitely helps just the flow of your vacation and just like uh, utilizing your time correctly. And like Brian said, like you can do this from anywhere. You could do this in the morning. Like you could just decide all of your meals within the day, put those into the app, and then whenever you're ready to do that, order them, and then say I'm here. Like you could you could have all of that figured out already. So, and that's actually something we did because at the time that we were there um, last year, the trend was that you know the popular places because at that time not everything had was as open as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trend at the time was that you know if you wanted to eat at a popular place, it was selling out, um, and and you wouldn't you know if you wanted to eat at noon and you went and tried to order, you were going to get a return time of four o'clock. So. Um, we actually, as we were sitting in line to get into the parking lot, so we're in our car, waiting to get in the parking lot, 
we mobile ordered Woody's lunchbox for one o'clock. And, you know, like that was kind of the thing. You'd walk in, put your order in, and go about your day and say, oh, hey, we our food, we can go get our food now. And, I mean, that was kind of nice, too, that if you planned it, if you wanted to pre-plan it like that. Yeah, and, and again, with with this mobile order, there are still people out there that are getting all bent out of shape that they have to mobile order. Um, and so, honestly, with, with mobile order and Genie Plus, I've had really good experiences with both. Um, I don't, I, I like to think of myself as like, I'm a little techie. Um, and so like, it's pretty easy for me to kind of understand interfaces and understand, uh, mobile processes and stuff like that. I'm on my phone constantly. It's pretty, it's actually pretty terrible. Um, but because of that, I feel like I've been able to kind of understand these processes pretty decently. And just, I have had, I mean, other than Hollywood studios, being really tough to to utilize Disney or uh, Genie Plus, um, I I still feel like I did pretty decently with that. So that's the thing is that like we are we know that like it's gonna take some other some people a little longer to like really understand this, but it's I mean it's not going away and you really just kind of have to dig in and figure it out. And if that means spending a month uh, uh, looking all this stuff up and researching um, what to do with the stuff, like then that's what you need to do if, if you really want to do Disney correct. If you want to go to Disney and do everything on a whim and have a really terrible time and <laughs> wait in really long lines, uh, go ahead. Cause, cause that's most likely what's going to happen. It's also possible that you go to Disney and have a really great time, uh, doing it on a whim. Uh, cause I know, I know people who go there and do that and still have a pretty decent time. But if you really want to do Disney right and you want to experience as much as you can at Disney, you have, you have to plan and you have to embrace these, uh, two big changes. Um, now the the next one we're going to talk about, and, and we we probably won't talk about it at length, but another COVID, um, another thing that COVID brought about at Disney is the park reservation. So basically, the way this works is, um, if you buy a park ticket, it also has to accompany a park reservation. Uh, so park tickets are are pretty much the same. They're still kind of open ended, not as open ended as they used to be, uh, but you still have around like a certain number of days to use your park ticket somewhere. Uh, it it doesn't always have to be at uh, the same place, or or, or uh, like you don't have to put like an exact spot where you're going to use that ticket. It's just kind of open ended for for how many days you're going to be there. What you do need, though, is a park reservation to be able to get into those parks. Um, park hopping is different, too, where uh, you can only park hop starting at, I think it's 2 p.m. Um, and so that that's all much different. Um, but yeah, the, the park reservations, and I actually don't know if they're going to get rid of park reservations because it just lets them know like what 
it's going to look like. And I think actually they're they're probably going to keep doing this for a couple more years. So they they're have, keeping them forever. Yeah. They well, just enjoy this data way too much. Exactly. Keep, this the, the, the data that they can look at. Yeah. Uh, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and it's because, um, and this is this is my pessimistic side coming out, it's because they want to know when the parks are going to be empty and when the park's going to be full so that they can charge people more when the parks are going to be busy and going to be... Well, not... I mean, I think more importantly what it is is that they know how to staff the park. Yeah, yeah. And the reason that the park hopping is still at 2 o'clock, which I could see this changing back to hopping at any time, but right now with the... um with the trouble that everyone's having with hiring people, um, shift changes at two o'clock. So that's why they're allowing it to happen then, because then you've got fresh people coming in and handling the new crowds coming through, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's what I've heard is how it's working, is that you know you have a shift change right at that moment, so it's a good time for everyone, the guests, to be able to move parks um but you know along with the park reservation that's one of the things is if you intended to go to one day one park but you kind of forgot to book your reservation and it sells out epcot always seems to have enough availability you can book there and then hop at two o'clock um and the nice thing is that you know you don't have to add the hopper onto your ticket until the moment you want to hop. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have, you know, a one day ticket and you are thinking you might, might hop that day and you want to hold out for the reservation you want, you could. And then at two o'clock or one 30, maybe go to guest services and add it on. And then off you go, you can head over to the other park you really wanted to be at. Um, you know, and Genie Plus travels with you. I've seen plans with that too, where people will book from Hollywood Studios things in Magic Kingdom for the afternoon, and they'll hop over there and and enjoy Lightning Lanes over there too. So um, it all it all works itself out with hopping. I think that's really cool how that's working. Um, so yeah, just make sure that when you buy a ticket that you're putting a reservation on it, and you know. I book it something right away so that you're guaranteed to have your reservations. I've seen too many people, we're two years into this, I've seen too many people say, I have a ticket, but there's no reservations available. What do I do? And it's like, there's not a lot Disney can do at that point. Um, I have seen them make exceptions in some cases. I have seen them they created their own problem last year with the cheerleading squads coming in. Nobody knew they needed to get park reservations. And so they had to open up a bunch of reservations for these groups so that they could, because they force these groups to buy two day tickets. (laughs) So you can't force people to buy tickets and then not have anywhere for them to go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I wanted to go back to the, mobile ordering a little bit because we had gone um in 2019 and mobile ordering was still a little new but we went and got our spot for 
um, for the fireworks. And it was really cool how we were able to find our spot, sit down as you know, and we like to get there about an hour before the show so that we can have a spot as long as our touring is done for the day. And we sat down, we put in a couple of orders for snacks and then that allowed me to get up and go and grab it quick and come back. You know, the hub gets pretty packed at that point. So um, to have, you know, three or four of us go to get food and have one person save that biggest space for five people is difficult. This allowed me to sit there with my family, save our space, and then when it was ready, get up, run and grab it and come back. It's not a big time consuming thing. So it was nice that I was able to do that, still enjoy the time with the family there, you know, waiting for the show to start, um, which at that time was Happily Ever After, which has been our favorite as a family, you know, just our favorite fireworks show. Um, So the new show there is Enchantment, and we did our reaction video. I think we've talked about it a little bit. But, you know, we thought we should probably uh, talk about that on our, our changes show here. And um, I have not really watched it since we did our our reaction video. But I know, Mikhailo, you got a chance to see it while you were there. Yeah, and it's it's really grown on me. And uh, I actually, I recently made a Disney playlist with it in it. <laughs> and uh, I... I love it. I'm I'm constantly singing the songs now, <laughs> but yeah, it's That's awesome. It, it is one of those things that when I first saw it, um, I wasn't too impressed. Uh, and I have to say, I th- I think it's also because for me, uh, I'm a very musically driven person, and I just feel like the whole the whole thing is great. The ending is where it loses it for me. Um, it just really kind of see, and and maybe that's the thing is is I know that I cried when I saw it in person, and maybe it's just that like the the visuals accompany the music so well that like it doesn't need this grand ending, because because when you listen to it, it just kind of sounds like like nah, and we're done, and like um, and so I like and and being. We're going to nerd out super hard here, but uh, Brian and I are are drum corps people. And like when like um, these amazing drum corps shows that we've seen are they, their endings are just like ah, and just like loud and in your face endings. And like that's what we love and, and that's what we want to hear. And that's actually what we've gotten in these other fireworks shows uh, that Disney's, Disney's had. So I I think that's kind of what my beef w- with with the music is is that there's just no real grand ending to this thing. It's just it's just kind of ends, and that's it. Um, and and again, maybe it's just the the music and the visuals complement each other so well. Um, but I mean, I just have to say, um, the projections down Main Street. As soon as those started, that's like what I was looking at, and I have to say, I was pretty decently like in the middle of main street and even from there it was hard to see the castle projections so something to keep in mind is you may need to kind of decide what 
you want to see? Like, do you want to see the Castor projections or do you want to see the Main Street projections? Um, you can also kind of, I mean, I haven't done it yet, but you could probably stand right at the end of Main Street and see the castle pretty decently and then turn around to see the projections down Main Street. But it was so cool to be able in the middle of Main Street and just watch waves just crash down Main Street. And the cool thing is that they just there's just so much detail in these projections because they have so much space. So there's just a million things going on uh, while this is happening. And there's just all these details everywhere. Uh, and I just loved it. I thought it was so cool. Um, I feel like they can utilize that more with other things. Like possibly even just kind of like, I mean, they'll probably do this eventually, but like at night, like just like put stuff up there. Like, like if it's Christmas, like put snow, like it hasn't happened yet. Uh, they might do it, but, um, if it's Halloween, put spooky stuff. Um, I should be an Imagineer. <laughs> I wish I wish you guys could see Mikhailo right now. Like his head's bobbing around and arms are flying all over the place. It's kind of fun to watch him all animated. This this <laughs> this should be my pitch to be an an Imagineer. But um, this is what I hope is happening in in these meetings for uh, Imagineers. But um, it's it's I just love that they're there now, and I just really hope that they utilize those really well. But yeah, I have to say the cha- I'm I'm okay with the change. Um, going from uh, wishes to happily ever after, I was just kind of like, eh, because I didn't really have that connection to wishes. But happily ever after, I really enjoyed. I loved the music to that. Uh, I loved the visuals to that. Um, and honestly, this is this is just another step towards like what Disney wants to be doing with these fireworks. Um, Ending could be better, but honestly, everything else is just amazing. So I love it. I I agree that um, you know the, I think that's what I was missing as well when we watched it is just you know like they made a big deal out of this former cast member music producer they brought in to write the song, and while it's a great song, I have no qualms with the song. It doesn't it's not the big production that I'm looking for in a fireworks production. So, um, you know, I enjoy the music. I love that night on bald mountain is in there. Um, that's always been one of my favorite music pieces. So I, I guess I'm kind of biased towards that one, but, um, you know, it's, it's something that I hope I can see. I think we've only we're only going to have about a year of it left now, though. I think we're going to get something new when they uh, end the fiftieth celebration. Oh yeah, because um, that's what this was meant for, and I think it's just going to kind of go away, and we'll get something else. Which I'm guessing they probably learned something from this because the the surveys haven't been good for it, from what I've been hearing. Um, yeah. Uh, it interestingly, I did see um, that they are we're, we're we're recording on a Thursday night, uh, April seventh, actually, and they're doing some testing in Magic Kingdom tonight, and so it's kind of like, okay, do you have an event, and you're just saying it's testing, or are you actually testing, <laughs> and if so, what are you testing? Because you've got your show right now, or are you changing it? 
who knows? Um, it, it's fun to speculate on things like that. <laughs> I don't know anything, and I so I'm not going. I don't want to speculate too much, but it's kind of interesting to think of things like that. Um, I do know that there has been talk um, on other podcasts about enchant. Um, I wanted to say enchantment. I'm not going to say enchantment. The other one over at Epcot, <laughs> um, Harmonious. Apparently, there's been enough talk on that one that they're actually looking at changing the ending. Mm. Um, it was, you know, so I listened to the Disney Dish with Jim Hill, and that's uh, with Len Testa as well, and they have a lot of Imagineering contacts and. They were hearing from them, and you have to take it as rumor. I'm not going to say that this is actually happening, but they were moving quick enough, and they were hearing that the final song, which I think is kind of neat, albeit obscure, (laughs) um, it's not enough of an ending that they want to get it changed. And Harmonious is not something that is in and out like enchantment like this is something that's going to be staying for a while i Mm -hmm. believe because of the system that they had to build for it right stargate and the arms and all that good stuff um the taco shells (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um but you know like they've been talking about changing that ending um I feel like it's more of a happily ever after type of thing. There's a lot of the same music in there, but I absolutely love the different takes from the different world performers they brought in to, to do it. And I think that the way they've arranged the music is enough for me to say, keep it the way it is. I really like it. Um, and this is coming from a guy who loved the millennial celebration and the, um, Parade of Nations um, parade that they did through Epcot around the turn of the century, if I could say that, because that seems like an old term. (laughs) But (laughs) um, I really liked that music, loved that music. Back to Drum Corps, Cadets, 2000, that was awesome stuff. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm happy with Harmonies. I can't wait to see it in person. Hopefully, I will get there one of these days, and I will get to. Um, we are currently looking at Disneyland in February, and hopefully all the right pieces fall in place, and we'll get to do that. Um, and part of that is that I've been looking at some videos for there. And as you guys know, Mikhailo and I are worlders. We know everything we can about Disney World. We will give you every experience we can with that. Um, but I've been doing some work on Disneyland, and one of the things before recording night, I was watching a quick video on Disneyland, and he was walking around during Mickey's Magic Mix, and they do projections down Main Street as well. And it was neat because people weren't really necessarily looking at the castle. They were just looking at the projections and stuff. So I was thinking about that as you were talking about enchantment. Um and it made me also think that they have done projections, like if you're familiar with Disneyland at all, the facade for S- Small World is outside, and it's always lit up at Christmas time. Um, but they've been doing projections onto that. Um, and some and Mickey, the Mickey's Magic Mix, they've been doing the same projections over on Small World. And so you're spreading the crowd out. 
so you, people can see it better, right? Um, and apparently that angle, you could see the fireworks over it as well um, from Small World. So uh, talking about the projections over in the Magic Kingdom at Disney World being down Main Street, you know, they're kind of moving those projections around the castle too. So you might be able to start spreading out more. You know, like maybe they'll be able to do that in the future too, where you'll be able to see it from more spots in the park than right in the hub, which I think would be kind of cool. Um, so there, I just traveled all over the world for you, um, covered many things and kept Mikhailo nodding at me. So, hey, Mikhailo, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think this this was kind of a good little little recap of of everything that's new um i mean there's there's plenty of new things like um new rides and um ebcot is walcott right now because it's the whole um future world area is getting redone um but i think this these were um kind of the big ones that that we needed to hit and um we needed to talk about and i mean take everything we, we talked about and go research it. If you're looking to go to Disney anytime soon, because these are the changes you need to know. Um, and I, I, I guess I'll just leave you with this. And it's that if you're going to spend the money to go to Disney, and if you're excited to have magic with your family, put the, put the effort into planning. Uh, I understand that, not everybody can plan the way that you're supposed to plan for Disney. Uh, and if that's the case, honestly, maybe only go to Disney for like two days and then go find some other fun stuff for yourself to do. Uh, but if you're, if you're going to go to Disney, you're going to have to know all about of the, uh, all about these things that we just talked about and you're going to have to get good at it. Um, there's, there's, there's really no way around it. Um, you can go to Disney and probably have a great time without a lot of plans. But if you want to experience Disney the way it's supposed to be experienced, you're going to have to listen to what we talked about and utilize all these things. Yes, I agree. Um, unfortunately, Disney has just made it so that um, you need to spend some time figuring out what's going on and i think we've seen it in the crowds people seem to be a little more knowledgeable about what's going on i think the word has kind of gotten out that you need to spend a little time on it on your vacation um it's an expensive vacation and why not put a little time into it get the family together and sit down and be like what do you want to do how should we put this together um it can be a lot of fun to do it together and figure out um what your day might look like and so take the time um but you know it would be awesome to hear from you guys what kind of changes did we not cover that you guys want to hear more about um let us know uh on any of the social medias out there of your choice and you can find all of our social media links out in the show notes 
Um, our web address has changed. I've mentioned it that last week, and I'm mentioning it again. Find us at milesfrommainstreet.com and check out our website where not only you will find all of our episodes, but also news articles, bios, and links to our affiliates. That's right. If you would like to help out the podcast, please use an affiliate link to order some coffee from Expedition Roasters or maybe some groceries with Instacart. We really appreciate any help that you might be able to give us with that. And finally, the biggest way that you guys can help us out is that we could use a rating and review out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and even Facebook. Uh, Links to those services can also be found in the show notes. Thanks so much, you guys, for doing that for us. Well, that's all we got for you guys tonight. But as we always say, some live close. But others don't. So let's talk about it. We'll see you next time on Miles from Main Street. 